pressure upon us, the church, that we should be called the sons of God. So in other words, there is a love that we have that made us sons of God. Now we do know that a lot of people say that we are all the children of God. Oh no, because the Bible says as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the what? Sons of God. So everybody is not a child of God. We all are God's creation, but all of us are not children of God. Uh, so understand then that there is a love that we have that made us sons of God, a love that put us then we must make sure that we pray in the spirit and make sure that when we come before him, we have clean hands and a clean life. Can we say amen? Now, of course, people may say, well, how can you say that God won't hear my prayer? Well, let me qualify that for a little bit because we know that God hears all things. Is that right? There's nothing that God doesn't hear. But when the scripture deals with us, uh, deals with the fact that God will not hear our prayers, it means he won't acknowledge it. He won't respond. He won't uh, do anything for us. Now, somebody may say, well, when I was in the world and I prayed and, and things happened uh, for me, and I believe that God heard me. Well, um, it's, you should realize that God is a merciful God, and he's not the only one that can answer prayer. I remember I was talking with a young lady that I grew up in church with, and, of course, she backslid and was back out and went back out in the world. And, and I was trying to encourage her to get her life right, get back into church. She says, well, God is with me. I pray all the time, and God answers my prayer. I say, young lady, you backslid, and God ain't listening to you. She said, oh, yes, he is. I prove it to you. There was this guy that I wanted to have relations with, and he was married, and I asked the Lord to give me that man, and he did. Now, do you think God did that? No. The devil did that. The devil can answer prayer too. Can we say amen? <laughs> Lord, if you get me out of this prison, get me out of here, I'll, I'll serve you. And then you get out and what do they do? I can't tell you how many inmates told me that. You know, but be that as it may, um, uh, we should realize that uh, if we're going to come before God, we have to come before him in a respectful way. And we have to pray in the spirit. That is, pray as the Spirit of God leads us in our prayers. And the quickest way to get in the Spirit when you're praying is to pray for somebody else. That's what I found. If you get on your knees and it's all about you, you're going to have a difficult time. Is that right? 
you know. Um, Lord, bless me with a better job than her. You know, he's not going to hear anything like that. Um, but if we pray in the spirit, you get down on your knees and, and you start thanking the Lord for uh, what he is. And I've found that the best way to get in the presence of God is to thank him, first of all, for saving you. Thank him for saving you. Thank him for watching over and keeping you. And then you go into praying for other people, and then the Holy Ghost will take over. Now, you don't necessarily have to be speaking in tongues, but God will put things in your heart to pray for. And, uh, and as you pray for those things, then you'll feel his anointing, and, and uh, uh, that's how it goes. And he will hear those prayers. And so we have to build up ourselves on our most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost and looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ looking for the rapture, expecting the rapture. Now, if you are looking for that rapture, that looking will inspire you to live so that you can be ready for it. Can we say amen? And people that don't never think about the rapture, uh, well, how can you get ready for something that you don't never think about? How can you prepare for anything that you don't even think about? <laughs> Has you ever had something come up on you and, and you just wasn't even thinking about it? You forgot? Didn't have a chance to pre prepare for it because it never came into your mind? Well, the more we talk about the coming of the Lord, the more we talk about the rapture, the more it's on our minds and the more we are inspired to um, get ready for it. Because if we don't make the rapture, life ain't worth living. Is that right? It's not worth being around. So this is what we need to focus on uh, in our saved lives, building up ourselves in our most holy faith by doing what? Praying in the Holy Ghost. Can we say amen? Praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, I'm not saying you can't pray and ask God to help you. I'm not saying you can't pray and ask God for certain things that you want in your life. Just make sure that when you ask him, you say, Lord, if it's your will. Now, you notice when people like to, as they say, decree and declare. Is that right? You hear that all the time. I decree and declare. I decree and declare. I decree and declare. Now, if that was true, don't you think I'd have a head full of hair right now? If that was true? You know. But you notice these people that like to decree and declare, they never say what James said. You ought to say, if the Lord what? Will. If the Lord will, we will do this or what? Or do that. Because none of us know for sure whether or not we're going to wake up tomorrow. We assume that we will because we woke up today. But you know how death is. You be here one moment and what? The next moment you what? You're gone. So that's why James said we ought to say if the Lord what? Will. Now, of course, you can't, don't get ridiculous with it. I will pay my tithes if the Lord will. <laughs> Some things we just know that's the will of God. Is that right? You know, but, uh, but that we need to do that. Now, James chapter 4. Is my battery about to go out or something? James chapter 4. James chapter 4. And verse 1 through 10. All right, I guess I should have checked that before I sat down. But they're on it. Thank you, Jonica and Brother Toomer. God bless you. James chapter 4, 
See, we have such sophisticated equipment up there, they can tell the battery's about to go out. Isn't that something? All this technology. All right. James chapter 4, verse 1 through 10. I'm going to try to get you out early tonight. All right. James 4, verse 1 through 10. All right. If we have it, let's read. But whence come wars and fightings among you? Now, who's he talking about? Is that in the church? Wars in the church? Fightings in the church? I know it happens out there in the streets, but in the church? Well, <laughs> we know that the epistles are written to the church. Is that right? So he says, from whence come wars and fightings among you? Remember that uh, movie, The War of the Roses? You ever seen that? The War of the Roses, where they were married and they were fighting each other and all this other kind of stuff? Well, uh, it's unfortunate. That's why I don't like uh, the show Greenleaf. There's a lot of people that like that show, don't they? <laughs> I just think a lot of those shows are just mockeries of, uh, of God. And, of course, did you see all of the lawsuits that are on uh, Kanye West? All of those Sunday services he was having, none of those people got paid. Now, you know God wasn't in that, don't you? All he was doing all that to promote his album that was to come out. Can we say amen? Y'all kind of quiet. I hope y'all didn't buy the album. But wars and fightings among you. He said, where do these wars and fightings come from among you? Let's read. Come they not hence even of your what? Lust or desires that war in your what? Members, desires. What is the biggest problem today? Desires. Or as Bishop Paddock used to put it, things. Either we are scraping and scrapping trying to get them or we're doing the same to keep them. Is that right? Things. Things is a problem. Now, I remember my brother, uh, we kind of got into it at one time because uh, he was lying in the bed with his girlfriend and they was listening to a sermon that I was preaching and as I got done preaching I was saying my brother is no good all he does is uses women <laughs> and the girl said did you say that was your brother he jumped him out of the bed so uh, <laughs> we, we made up though uh, he said you said that I said yeah I did I did say it he said why would you say that I said well you, you know I love you right well, I want to know why you say it. I say, you know, you're my favorite brother. Now, he's my only brother. Why did you say it? I said, well, because it's true. And so, but, you know, we, he got me back on something else that I don't want to talk about. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, I forgot the point I was trying to make about that. Even of your... Lust that war in your what? Members, I forgot the point. Anyway, but this is what was going on in the church. And it should not be going on where? In the church. Lust that war in your what? Members, desires, things. And I know what he's talking about. He said to me, he said, you're jealous of me. I said, how am I jealous of you? He said, you have a house. You have cars. You have to pay for all of that. I don't have anything. All I have is the clothes on my back 
and Section 8 pays my rent. You're jealous of me because you got to pay for all those things and I don't have to pay for nothing. I'm skipping through life free. I said, you got to be crazy. And I walked away. I was thinking, maybe he's got a point. <laughs> That's the point I was trying to make. But, the, but, but our problem today is things, desires. If we could ever get our desires on track, can we say amen? David said, one thing have I desired of the Lord and that will I what? Seek after that I may do what? Dwell in the house of the Lord. I want to be saved. Is that right? Well, wars and fightings and strifes and arguments and, and uh, falling out comes out of desires, lust. Well, let's read. He's going to go into detail. Verse number two. Ye lust and what? Have not. Ye kill and desire what? Now, he's not talking about actually taking somebody's life. He's talking about assassinating somebody's character by talking. You know, you can kill people with your talk. Did you know that? And this is what was going on in the church. All right? Now, this is his church. This is the church that the apostles attended. All right? And they had all these problems. You lust and have not. You kill. And why do they kill? Desire to have. Let's read. And cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you have not, because you what? Ask not. Now, we need to put this scripture in context because a lot of people say, well, you don't have it. You know, if, if you have not, because you don't ask. If you ask, you're going to get it. That's not what he's saying here. He says, ye have not, because ye ask not. And what's the rest of it? Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask not amiss or wrongfully that you may consume it upon what? Your lust. So he's not saying you don't have anything because you didn't ask or you don't, or you don't have this because you didn't ask. He's talking about you have not because you ask not because when you ask, you receive not because you ask amiss because all you want to do is satisfy your desires. Can we say amen? Lust. Now verse reverse four. You adulterers and what? Again, who is he talking to? The saints. Is that right? Why will he call the men adulterers? Why will he call the brothers adulterers and those sisters that were guilty of these things adulteresses? Why? Because they, of their lusts, they put their desires ahead of the desires of God. They were unfaithful to God. In the Old Testament, he calls it fornication. Anything you put before God to worship becomes fornication or adultery or adulteress. You adulterers and adulteresses, let's read. Know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Now, how is their friendship? What is their friendship with the world? Them behaving like the world, doing the things that the world does. Know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Let's read. Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of who? If I adopt the world's interests, the world's desires, the world's goals, I become an enemy of who? God. I can't be a friend of the world and be a friend of God. It's one or the other. Now, I chose to be God's friend, and I believe you chose to be God's friend because you came out of darkness into his what? marvelous light but we still have to fight those things we have to fight those desires those temptations 
and he's going to tell us what we ought to do. So they're in a pretty bad spiritual condition, aren't they? Verse number five. Do you think that the scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth the what? Envy. Now let me put it like this. We are a trichotomy. That is, we have a soul, a body, and a spirit. Our soul is the real you and the real me. And our souls lives in a house called our body. And our body has life in it called a spirit. And our spirit is our mind. And because we have the fallen nature in our bodies, then our minds or our spirit will lust after things that, don't, uh, that are contrary to God. And so this is what he says. Do you think that the scripture saith in vain? The spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy. That is, there is a spirit in us because of our fallen nature that will cause us to be envious. Now, what is envy? Well, it is basically jealousy over someone that has something that you don't have that you desire to have or somebody that has favor in certain things that you don't have, and you are jealous over the fact that they have it, but you don't. So somebody might have a high-paying job. Or let's put it to you like this. Uh, say your sister gets a raise on her job, and they come to church testify, I thank God I got a raise. Well, if I look at her and say, huh, I should get a raise, why should she get a raise? I should get a raise. Who she thinks she is? I should have got the raise better than she got it. What is that? That's envy. And where does that occur? In our spirit. Where's our spirit? Our mind or our heart. That's in us. This is what he's saying. The spirit doesn't say it in vain. The scripture doesn't say it in vain. It's true. The spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to what? Envy. And all of us have it. But the challenge is, is that when it creeps up, to knock it down. Can we say amen? And we can only do that by building up ourselves in our most holy faith by what? Praying in the Holy Ghost. And fasting is an assist to prayer. Fasting enables your prayer to be more effective. Because when you're fasting, you're depriving the old man and building up the new man so that when you get down to pray, it'll be a lot easier to pray. Well, he says, do you think that the scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusts to envy? Verse number six. But he giveth what? More grace. God has given us more grace. All right. Wherefore, for this reason, he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto who? See, they were being proud. Why do people fight? Because of pride. Why do people lust after things they shouldn't have, uh, be lusting after? Because of pride. Why do people kill? Because of pride. Why do they get down and pray and ask wrongfully? Because of what? Pride. And God resists the proud, but he gives grace to who? To the humble. So what should we do? Verse number seven. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will what? Resist going to war. Can we say Amen. Hold up the peace sign if somebody wants to go to war. 
They, they might say something about you or they might come at you harshly. Hold up the peace sign. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the devil. I just want to see if y'all paying attention. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called what? And you know why the peacemakers are called the children of God? Because God is the king of peace and the prince of peace. So we should be all about peace. Is that right? All right. That's submitting yourself to God. Resist the devil. Resist fightings. Resist wars. Resist talking about folk behind their back and praise the Lord with them, baby, and kiss them on the cheek. Can we say amen? Resist the way you are. Resist the way that I am. Resist the old man. And um, we'll be resisting the devil. Is that right? Because the devil is the one that's prompting us to do and say these things. Is that right? Now, a lot of times it's not the devil. Sometimes, like Clifton Jones' book, I think he got a book out. I thought it was the devil, but it was me all along. You ever read that book? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Sometimes sometime it ain't the devil. Sometimes it's, 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 it's our old selves, right? The old self. Got to keep that old self down. All right. Um, he resisted the proud, but he gave it grace unto who? Humble. Now, how many of y'all want God's grace? I know I certainly do. So how am I going to get his grace? I got to stay what? Humble. Sometimes you have to say you're sorry when you ain't did nothing wrong. Just to be humble. The Bible says, let your speech be always with what? Grace seasoned with what? Now, I have to apologize. Because last night I said that people looking at me crazy. I said, you the one crazy. I was wrong. <laughs> and the Lord let me know I was wrong, so I'm apologizing to you. See, I believe in confession. Because I'm going to be saved. How about y'all? I ain't too proud to say I shouldn't have said that. He said, now, he said, now Moses called my people rebels and you called them crazy. You need to apologize. And so I'm apologizing. Well, what was it all about? You should have came to prayer last night. <laughs> God resists the proud, but he gives the grace to who? The humble. So, submit ourselves to God. Resist the devil. He's what? How do I resist the devil? The name of Jesus. Satan, shut your mouth. Get behind me, Satan. And you're looking in the mirror at yourself. Get behind me, Satan. I've done that. I said, you devil. And then, and then, <laughs> then I said, okay, that's enough now. <laughs> Let's read on. After we resist the devil, submit ourselves to God, resist the devil, and he's going to flee, then after that, what do we do? Draw nigh to God and what? He will draw nigh to you. What else? Cleanse your hands. You what? Well, what sin is he talking about? You mean to tell me I could be uh, in the church and be a sinner? <laughs> That's why he says, cleanse your hands. You what? Sinners and purify your hearts. You what? Why? Because you're warring, you're fighting, you're lusting, you're killing, you're proud. Draw nigh to God and he will what? Draw nigh. And how do I draw nigh to God? Praying. Every time you pray, you're drawing close to God. Every time. So if you prayed 
um, throughout the day, you're drawing close to God all those times. And the Bible says draw nigh to God. And what is he going to do? He's going to draw nigh to you. Is that right? Cleanse your hands, you sinners. How do I get my hands clean? To get my life straightened out. Confess and what? Confess. 